Hi guys, this is Jonathan Washington, back with another uh, mini-episode of What Would Jesus Do Right Now? Um, the daily podcast um, built with a strong foundation and seeking God's Word and trying to understand what God has for us in our lives. And um, I'm a part of AMFM Church. That's about my father's ministry, located on 2533 North Asher Street in Valdosta, Georgia with um, gracious pastor uh, Buck Crumley and his first lady, Miss Brandy Crumley. And uh, if you guys like to join us there, um, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. And we're, we have um, morning and evening service, at morning service being at 11 a.m. and evening service being at 6 p.m. And um, it's just a wonderful thing going on in the ministry. And I just like to give all glory to God. It's a humbling um Thing for us to be able to reach out and to speak uh, God's word, and it's a it's a great privilege. And today, it's just a little mini episode about um or something that has really been on my heart, um, especially over the last couple of weeks, um, realizing what God expects for ex- expects from us as Christians, and these these messages are. We're tied in to one another because I spoke earlier today about the struggle is real. And that, that mini episode was just basically just letting us know that we, we have to, as Christians, we have to fight daily between faith and flesh, especially new Christians or even Christians that have been in the game for a while. We all go through the same struggles, just in different facets and in, on different levels. But our preparation for what, goes, what we go through is the real building block of how things are going to be. And um, there was a lesson that came to me a couple of weeks ago, and it was something that really holds true to my heart. And it's it's a funny story. I was looking. Um, my wife had drawn um, a cross with a red crayon, and it was it was great symbolism in that in the fact that Jesus shed His blood on the cross for our sins. And by using that red crayon to, to draw a cross, it showed both what Jesus did for our lives and the price that he paid. And this mini lesson is called the red crayon or covered. And Zechariah talks a lot about us being restored. Um, it's like kind of like foreshadowing of how God can restore us and how it, it just really speaks wonders how Jesus Christ restored us with him dying on the cross for our sins. He said yeah, I, I, he came to give us life and life more abundantly. And as we read in Zechariah chapter 9, verses 11 through 13, and also chapter 10, verses 6 through 12, um, it starts Leslie. And um, bear with me for a second. All right. Before we get started, we also want to give praise and honor to the Lord and go off in prayer. Lord, I come to you as humble as you know how. Give you thanks for another day, Lord Jesus. And I just ask that you just send your Holy Spirit down right now, Lord God. And fill us up with your word and allow us to gain knowledge and strength by what you have established in our lives, Lord. I would just pray that you just keep us strong throughout this day and through all trying times. And allow your word to comfort and guide us in these troubling times. In your son, Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And we're in chapter 9. It starts in verse 11. And it says, As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold 
you prisoners of hope, even today I declare that I will restore double to you. For I have bent Judea, my bow, fitted the bow with Ephraim, and raised up your sons. O Zion, against your sons, O Greece, and may you, may, may you like the sword of a mighty man. And made you like a sword, uh, like a sword of a mighty man. And we go over to chapter 10, verses 6 through 12, and we'll dissect it all at one time. Um, I will strengthen the house of Judea, I will, and I will save the house of Joseph. I will bring them back because I have mercy on them. I shall be as though I had, it shall be as though I had not cast them aside. For I am the Lord their God, and I will hear them. Those of Ephraim shall be like a mighty man. And their heart shall rejoice as if with wine. Yes, their children shall see it and be glad. Their heart shall rejoice in the Lord. I will whistle for them and gather them. I will redeem them and they shall increase as though once increased. I will sow them among the people and they shall remember me in far countries. They shall live together with their children, and they shall return. They will bring, I also will bring them back from the land of Egypt, and I will gather them from Israel. And I will bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon, until no more room is found for them. I shall pass through the sea with affliction, and I shall strike the waves of the sea. All the depths of the river shall dry up. Then the pride of Ezra shall be brought down, and the specter of Egypt shall depart. I So I will strengthen them in the Lord, and they shall walk up and down in his name, says the Lord. That is powerful. In verse chapter 9, verses 11 and 13. Um, it says, um, basically, the notes that I had were, God can restore us in his glory. We are prisoners no more. And I was talking earlier on my earlier podcast of how um, we get caught up in our flesh and how Paul was describing, you know, even though we don't want to do these things, these things that our flesh wants us to do, we're, we sometimes get caught up and get trapped in it. And we can get so bogged down with uh, these different evil spirits that, that, that become part of our lives, that come, become attached to our flesh, and, and the urges to do things, and we can fall off from the, from the grace of God, and we can really beat ourselves up about how things are going, how things are not going, how we plan them to go, and how life's not really going the way that we want it to go. And we, can get, we can get caught up in these situations and turn our eyes away from God. But God is telling us here in Zechariah that he can restore us in his glory. Like the blood that Jesus Christ shed for us, it can be our payment, is our payment, if we allow it to be. If we allow ourselves to be enriched in and driven and seeking God in all things and, and, and really confiding in the Lord and, and going by things the way he's established for it to go, we're not going to do it perfectly. That's not what we're saying. You know what I mean? But we, we don't, sometimes we get caught up thinking that we're always going to be the same way. We're never going to change. We can never have the full glory of God because we're always going to be caught up on these different things that influence our lives negatively. But that is not true. 
Because God says once we are cleansed by the blood, we are prisoners no more. We are no longer prisoners to the person that we, we once were. But we also have to understand in order to get that full fulfillment, we have to sacrifice the desires of our flesh daily. We have to purge ourselves daily. And how do we purge ourselves daily? That's a great question. We purge ourselves daily by seeking God in the key essential ways that he has called for us to do through reading his word, meditating on his word. With a sober mind, a mind that is removed from all these afflictions, all the all the chaos. Once we dig deep into God's word, the chaos will slowly move away and God's word, word will replace it and fill our spirits. I know this to be true because when I was going through trying times, the word was the only comfort that I had because it gave me something that was missing in my heart, that was missing in my spirit. So I know it to be true that the word of God is key. Fasting, putting ourselves in putting ourselves in a place where we sacrifice in order to receive guidance. We sacrifice to purge ourselves of the iniquities of our life. Set up a fasting time. Talk to God about it. Pray about it. See, look at the things that God is showing you in your life that need to change. And fast and pray that the Lord will change it. The Lord will help you to see it and change your life through fasting. And also, like I said, also prayer. The fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much, availeth so much. And as we go down to chapter 10, verse 6, six through 12, the, the, the notes that I put down the Lord, that the Lord laid on my heart is the Lord will deliver his people. His mercy availeth much. And that is something that is so magical that we don't know. I spoke about this earlier. We don't know about the power that God puts in us. Brother, my pastor, Brother Buck Crumlin spoke Sunday and, and, and it was really like we don't know how much power and how much authority we have in God not as authority as to be over people but authority over the spirits of chaos that come into our lives how, how we have authority to cast Satan out of our lives and seek God for comfort in these times because if we quit on God if we quit on God we're already accepting defeat but as he said David when he was fighting Goliath, he got five smooth stones. When, and and there's four, you're thinking, like, that's four extra stones. He only needed one stone to kill Goliath. Maybe he got more stones because he figured he'd miss. No, he went determined in God to handle that battle because he knew God would provide. He got the four extra stones so that he, because he knew Goliath had four brothers. He was preparing, like my brother said, he was preparing for future battles. The word, will do, that's what delivers us. That mercy that God gives us is what's going to deliver us. And it says families will be reunited in the spirit. Disconnections that we have in the spirit from our family members. The Lord can break those barriers and bring the, those people back together. The Lord can bring anything back together if he wills it to be. And if he knows it will be a benefit to do so. Because the Lord knows our hearts. He knows our desires. He knows our wants. We may have our intentions. What's in our heart is what really shows to God. Because we can continue to fail. But if we continue to get up and push forward, God sees that fight. And he will reunite you with your spiritual family. The ones that can give you guidance. The ones that can help you. Because you may not know what family member. And it might not even be a family member as blood related. It can be a spiritual family member. Because we're all brothers and sisters in the eyes of God. So it can be some brother and sister that you don't even know that you speak to and you and you talk to and they can help you through that situation. It, it also I had another note. that says we will grow and become God's chosen. We are all God's chosen when we forsake our old life. 
forsake the flesh and, and, and move in the spirit. And sometimes that gets kind of caught up. We get caught up in the world and the way the world moves and the way the world does things. But we have to understand that the cycle is only broken when God breaks the cycle. And we have to make our minds up that we want to break the cycle that we're living in. We want to break this cycle of fear. We want to break this cycle of doubt. We want to break this cycle of chaos, depression, anything that's going on in your life, not being able to manage your finances, not being able to connect with people, not being able to do things that the Lord would have you to do, not living for God the way you're supposed to be living for God. These are lessons I had to learn growing in the faith. And a lot of these lessons, I had, they're, they're, some were rapid fire and some took a long time. Some took time to build and some were, were I went through trials and I had, to, I had to learn on the fly because I put myself in a situation where I had to learn fast. And when you work the way God wants you to do, everything comes out slow and steady. But once you start straying away from the path and you start making your own way and improvising what God has for you to do and trying to move ahead of him, then you can end up messing it up and going through something sooner or going through something entirely that you didn't have to go through because you weren't patient with God. And that is one of the main things that the Lord is putting on my heart is to be patient. It's to allow God to move and for me to just be where I need to be in order to see what God has for me to see and be able for me to do what God has for me to do. Because if I can't be patient and wait on God, if I try to move ahead of God, God's going to let me go so far and then it's going to then it's going to it's going to be it's going to turn out bad. I'm going to miss out on something that God needed me to, God wanted me to see and that I, I I need in my life. And I'm going to suffer for it. But with suffering comes understanding and with understanding comes knowledge. And with knowledge Knowledge and understanding are things that we need. We need to understand what God is trying to show us when we go through things because that helps us to learn from it. And that, that also, when God brings us out of the situation, it will give us faith to know that, okay, I went through this before. This is what the Lord showed me. This is how I need to move forward from now on to keep this from happening. It doesn't mean that it's, it's going to end. It doesn't mean that your troubles are going to end in this certain area, but it may happen. Some problems may come along in a different way, but you'll know how to better protect yourself. You'll know what God says to do in this situation, and you continue to seek the word to find the answers for what's next. Prepare ourselves for the battles. That is how we win the war. We prepare ourselves. We prepare ourselves for what comes next. The best of our abilities. And that's what that's all God wants. God, all God wants was just to help us to prepare and, and to come through and to learn and to strive and bring more people. Uh, we're all called to speak his word to those who don't know him. And to lift up our brothers with love and care and with a sober mind. All that are able to do so. We're all called to do this. We're all called to live this life. But many are called and few are chosen. And I don't want anybody to think that they're not worthy because there was a time when I felt like I wasn't worthy to do God's calling in my life. But God had to put me through situations to lean on him to get understanding that it doesn't matter who you were. It all of that matters is who's in you. That's what matters. Who's in you? Who is pushing you to do it? Who is pushing you to go forward? The Holy Spirit. 
gives us that comfort to know that God is with us. God pushes us in direction using our spirit, using our mind. He speaks to us. He talks to us. He gives us insight. He has his word so we can dissect it and he can reveal things that we have missing that we can add in our lives. Not just adding to make it a part of who we are. No. We full, if we fully submerge and we change our mindset and we, grad, we, we gravitate to what God's calling has for our lives, we'll become fully submersed in his will and nothing of our old self will remain. It'll all be the Lord. It will all be God's calling on our lives and not Jonathan's calling. It won't be anything to do with me, but all to do with the glory of God. And that is the main part that... That, that, that grace and that mercy that the Lord can use me to help someone else but only if I'm able to set what I have for myself to the side for the glory of God not to receive rewards for it but because God first loved us and we should be able to give that love out to anyone no matter what we're going through keeping our minds un, not don't keep our minds focused on our problems because our needs come second to the needs of others. That's not saying cast yourself to the side. But if you know, like I know, you give it all to God and you keep moving on. You keep fighting the good fight. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will help you. The Lord will provide. The Lord will show you the way. That one thing I know is true. Because the Lord takes care of his own. And that's what Zechariah tells us. No matter what we do, God's mercy is his doors are open. His heart is open. His will for our lives is still open. As long as we have breath in our body, we have a chance to turn that situation around. Better yet, let God turn that situation around. Because what the devil may intend to, to, for evil, God can change it for the good and make it something that will show you his grace and his mercy and allow you to see that the Lord is there with you as long as you have him in your heart. As long as you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, you always have a fighting chance to move forward and to do better and to strive for something that you never thought possible in your life. Never thought possible. And that is something that, that really is something that hits hard for me. Because sometimes things get really hard and get really confusing. But we have to know God is not the author of confusion. His grace and His mercy will show us the way. And that is a blessing that no one can take away. No. I'd like to thank you guys for listening to my mini podcast. Um, my name again is Jonathan. And I come to you by way of um, AMFM Church about my father's ministry here in Valdosta, Georgia. Um, I would highly encourage you guys. Um, to read Zechariah chapter 9 and chapter 10 and all, and to continue to dissect God's word daily and to continue to pray and seek his guidance because he will never let you down. He will never fail you. You guys have a blessing.